The show talks to ordinary people from around the world about how the lockdown has affected them and what music they are tuning into at this strange time. 2020 was meant to be an exciting year for Cal and his family. He had planned a six-month sabbatical in Tokyo with plenty of vinyl shopping and a visit to the Olympics. Things haven't quite turned out as planned. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Cal. Tell us where you are in the world at the moment. I am in a place called Kadara, which is a suburb in the western suburbs of Tokyo. Describe to us the space you're living in. What can you see out the window? Well, where I am right now is actually at my in-laws. I'm, I'm in, the reason I'm in Japan is because I'm married to a Japanese woman, Emmy. We're at her parents' house. So I'm just in their kind of study or computer room. And looking out the window directly in front of me, I can see the next door neighbor's windows with their shutters down, which is about a metre and a half away, and looking out the other way, I can see the other next-door neighbours' windows with their shutters down, which is a couple of metres away. Okay, so it's quite high-density living there. It is very high-density living. But where Emmy and I are, we're in a little apartment, which is just up the road, but there's a lot of market gardens around here. So out of our window, we actually see fields of corn and cabbage. And how long have you been in lockdown there? About six weeks. So they took a bit of time, Japan, didn't they, to actually fully lock down? They really did, yeah. So when I first got here, which was about the 22nd or 23rd of March, there was no lockdown. It started about two weeks after that. It's not full lockdown. and People still go and visit each other. People still go out to cafes and restaurants. People still go to work. Yeah, that's quite interesting. So how many people in a restaurant, just like normal? No, it wouldn't be exactly as normal. They try and do some sort of social distancing, but you know, we've been to places that have been really reasonably busy, but people are staying at home. So Emmy and the kids went to a restaurant the other day and they were the only ones in there and be quite varied. If you weren't meant to be staying at home, what would you be doing differently? Uh, well, the kids would be at school to start with, so we wouldn't be trying to do the homeschooling of the yeah. kids. We'd had a plan for a few years to come over for six months and my idea of what I was going to do was go out, see the city of Tokyo, visit lots of different places and primarily go buying vinyl records. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, that was my mission was to buy at least one record a week. Yep. To come home with, you know, 25 or 26 records and also learn some Japanese along the way. But are the shops still open so that you can get out there and buy vinyl? Not at the moment. So far I've bought one record, which is a David Bowie narrating Peter and the Wolf with the Philadelphia Philharmonic Orchestra, so it's not quite what I would have expected. I got that more from a like a second-hand home shop rather than from a secondhand records. So what is the first song that you've chosen for us to listen to today? The first song that I've chosen is probably albums Here Come the Warm Jets. The song is called Some of Them Are Old by Brian Eno. That's a song from the 70s, 1974, 1975. Yeah. And I listened um, a week or so ago and I just absolutely loved it. It made me feel and there's some really beautiful part of the song, right, to, especially towards the end of it. Yeah. I've been struggling a little bit sometimes here with happiness and that song just made me feel happy all of a sudden. Okay, let's have a listen then. People come and go and forget to close the door And leave their stains and cigarette butts trampled on the floor And when they do
So you're giving me a bit of a musical education, you know, because I've heard of Brian Eno, but I really wasn't very familiar with his music at all. Is he new to you as well? No, I was living with some friends in a share house in the early 90s, and that's when I first exposed, say, to Brian Eno and started listening. Uh Uh-huh. I've been listening to him for a long time. Uh, that, that record's from the 70s, but he's still making music now, and he often does collaborations. So another Brian Eno record that I have at home is him working with David Byrne okay. from Talking Heads. Yeah. He produced Talking Heads in the late 70s and early 80s. As you were sort of touching on before, when everyone was desperately trying to get back to Australia here in late March when the country was about to get into lockdown, you were actually trying to get out. That's correct. We've been planning for a few years to come to Japan. We've got, my wife, Emmy, is Japanese. We've got two kids, Kaito, who's nine, and Kumi, who's six. And for quite a few years, we've just been thinking that 2020 would be a great. Both of us take six months off work and the whole family come and live in Tokyo. The Olympics were meant to be on this year. The kids were at the right age to spend six months at school over here and not be a problem missing school in Australia as well. And then uh, coronavirus hits. Yeah. Basically, it, it all happened too quickly for us to change our plans. So Emmy and Kumi left Australia in the middle of March. Yes. When there were no restrictions in Australia. And then a week later when Kaito and I left, they'd started putting in place social isolation and, and some restrictions, although you could still go to work and you could still leave the house. Okay, yeah, there was quite a dramatic change very quickly, wasn't there? Absolutely. So in the week between Emmy and Kumi coming and me and Kaito coming, there was a big change. And then two or three days after Kaito and I left Australia, there was a travel ban on people leaving Australia. Yes. We just beat that. Once Emmy and Kumi had come over, Kaito and I were definitely going to come. We, we wanted the family to be together. So that's why we were so keen to stay with our plan and fly over to Tokyo and spend our time in Tokyo this, this year. And the flight itself, was that sort of as normal? I imagine it would have been pretty empty. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was full. Wow. It was more full than we're used to seeing, and that's probably mostly because there were lots of Japanese on the flight. When you got to Japan, were there any measures to test you or provide you with masks or anything like that? Emmy's very conscious about all of this, and the Japanese are a big mask wearers anyway. So with coronavirus, yeah. that's even more so. Um, so... We had some masks. So I wore a mask on the plane, as did Kaito. And but no, there was nothing. We just did our did customs as normal. There were no temperature checks or questions about you know how you're feeling or anything of that nature. I guess this was on the the 23rd of March. So it was still when things were were changing quickly, but weren't necessarily really in place about how strict things have become. Yeah. And what was the next tune that we're going to listen to then? And why have you chosen that? The next tune is by Ween and it's called It's Gonna Be a Long Night and I just love it. It's a it's just a, a hard rockin' song. I love Ween, they're one of my favourite bands. And I've been listening to a, a lot of my old music over here and I've listened to Ween a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of going through my albums alphabetically and this is from a record called Quebec. And that's the only album that I have that starts with. Did you start at A and then you're going all the way through? I pick a, an album from A and then an album from B and then an album from C and then B and I go through the alphabet and then I go back to A and I keep on doing it that way. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. <laughs> kind of just seems a way to do it. Sort of to randomise. Yeah, exactly, to randomise it. And I'm trying to listen to music that I don't normally listen to all that much. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just another way to do it as and so how many times have you gone from A to Z so far? I'm towards the end of my second round. All right, well, let's have a listen to Ween then. Right. Right. Oh, 
dropping tune. Yeah, I just love it. I saw Wayne a couple of times about in 2006 or seven or something like that it was, and they were amazing. And so now that you're over in, in Tokyo, did you notice a big change in people's uh, mood and attitude compared with Australia? Yes, compared with Australia, because people are just getting on with life a lot more over here as normal than they are in Australia. So when I left Melbourne, the restrictions, they were just being put in place, but already people were starting to work from home more than work in the office and people were the social distancing, no handshake, no hugging. Over here, people just go to work as normal and the trains, they're not as full, but they're still pretty full. And people are still going to the restaurants. Bucks are really full on nice days. Mm -hmm. Families are getting on their bikes and riding down to the park and playing soccer or normal weekend activities, really. So um, so that's the big difference. They're just not as anxious, maybe, over here in Japan as we are in Australia about coronavirus. But do you think that's because have they not had experience of things like SARS previously, a bit of this before? I think so. And also, Japanese are a bit less of a touchy-feely sort of a, a people than the Australians are. We my friends, when I say all my friends, I just give them a hug. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Japan, you know, that's not fun. They wear masks yeah. a lot anyway. They're, they're more hygienic just by nature than the Australians are. So there's those things that limit the spread a little bit. And not just SARS, as you said, in group, but also um, just disasters, you know, massive earthquakes and yeah. typhoons and things like that. They're a bit more used to disasters of one type or another, say, that affect your life than we are in Australia. So they... Yeah. Possibly have a bit more of a calm approach. Yeah, I mean, that's quite interesting, really, because I do think in a certain way that here in Australia, we had the bushfires in January. So this year has felt funny since the get go. But maybe that was also something that pushed the government to act quite quickly here because they'd been a bit slow to act on the bushfires. So when COVID turned up, they thought, well, we really have to crack down on it. Yes, I agree with that. And we, we had the chance to, to see a little bit what was happening in other places, like China first, obviously, but even a bit in Italy and France and Spain. Mm-hmm. And Australia noticed how quickly things can move and therefore decide that they needed to really act hard and strong. Um, and your kids, are they actually doing Japanese school? or They are. They've only done one day so far. Uh, Japanese school starts in April, so they went to their first day, but even that was uh-huh. only uh, a couple of hours. And since then, we've been doing homeschool. Uh, What have you found difficult during this time? I've found not being able to do anything much of it, especially not speaking the language. So I don't have anyone to talk to other than Emmy and and the kids. So, yeah, I've just felt a little bit lonely. I'm not a social media user. I don't really keep in touch other than emails. And I suppose, obviously, given the situation, you can't get out and meet other people from overseas, other expats who you might be able to chat to. No. But we would go and visit with Emmy's friends and a lot of them speak English and, and it's really nice to visit them and, and catch up. But, uh, yeah, we haven't even had the chance to do that. Sure. So that must be difficult. You feel doubly isolated, I suppose. It feels a little bit like that. So what was the next song that we're going to listen to? The next song is called Swastika Eyes by Primal Scream. It's from their record called Exterminator. People are probably a bit more aware of Primal Scream for... Screamadelica and their crossover dance pop kind of record. But Exterminator's a bit more rockin', a bit slightly hardcore, but this is actually a Chemical Brothers remix of Swap for Eyes. I think it's a great song. Okay, here we go.
listening to that, you've got to be cutting some shapes in your bedroom, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, actually, I probably listen to it when I'm um, when I'm cooking or something like that. So, or you uh-huh. know, preparing dinner. So I'm just popping away while I'm chopping up the carrots and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> I was just going to say it's been a good thing about listening to the music the way I'm doing it. I'm really, you know, I'm hearing some techno. I'm hearing some jazz. I'm hearing some punk. I'm hearing some Frank Zappa. However, you want to define him. Yeah. Some, some country, you know, I'm listening to a really a wide variety of music and it's good. I'm really enjoying that isolation. Because if you're not doing social media, on social media you get a lot of musicians who have been doing bedroom little shows basically and you mm. get it on Insta or on YouTube or on Facebook as well sometimes. So a lot of people have been getting access to different kind of types of music that they wouldn't li- really listen to that way. And obviously I've been really lucky through doing this podcast that everybody is introducing me to songs that I didn't know before as well and artists that maybe I didn't know which is great as well the way that you're doing it is is a really clever way to give you a wide variety of music that's good it's working for me what is the first thing that you would like to do once this lockdown has finished i would like to go and visit some secondhand record stores and buy some records (laughs) and are there lots of those in tokyo is it a big thing yeah there's heaps i completely lucked upon a really good website probably four years ago now that has a great big long list of all different secondhand record stores to go to and it even describes a bit what type of music they have in each one if there's a specific theme, say, to the record store. So that's just been fantastic for me. And one of the good things about doing that too is it means I get to explore Tokyo in a a different way than I would normally do. Yep. Yep. And the other thing is the Japanese take really good care of their records. So always really good quality. You know, I haven't had one yet that's had a scratch or anything like that. Okay. And are there any particular bands that you're looking for or just browsing through and see what takes your fancy? I tend to just sort of have a bit of a general browse, go into a store, see what they've got, and then try and find, yeah, just have a browse. I mean, usually I've got a maybe whole afternoon even to visit one record store. So um, that gives me plenty of time to check everything out, basically. Do you think you've learned anything from this experience? I've learned from the homeschooling that the kids, my kids anyway, try they try their best. They work really hard. The teachers are amazing, obviously. We've all yeah. found that out, you know, how amazing teachers are and having to deal with 25 kids at the same time and try and teach all of them, especially the little ones. My youngest one is six, so her concentration span isn't the longest. I've had to be a lot more patient, which is not necessarily one of my strengths. So once things go back to normal, what's the thing that you're hoping for? At the moment, I've got a bit of a visa problem in Japan in that I only came in on a three-month visa when we were planning to stay for six months because initially after the first three-month visa was open, I was going to leave Japan and go to Korea a week or two and then come back to Japan for the second three months. Ah, okay. But that isn't possible because of coronavirus and it was too late to try and organise a longer visa in Australia before coming over to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So. I'm actually now coming home after three months instead of after six months. I'll be back in Melbourne in early July, and Emmy and the kids are going to stay over here in you know, until the end of September, which was our planned start. Okay. So there's no way you can renew your visa then? No, there isn't. And we've tried. We've been to the home office. I don't have bridging visas or anything here and for, for me anyway. Yeah. So I just have, I'm going to have to leave, unfortunately. So I'll be at home for three months on my own. and. So my, you know, in in the medium term anyway, what I'm most looking forward to is Emmy and the kids returning to Australia. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when they do, it's going to be, it'll be life as normal. We'll just continue with life. I guess we all hope that people are going to be a bit nicer to each other. 
in the future. Yeah. The Australian government looks like they've been really good from a from a distance. It seems to me the Australian government has dealt with this year very well so far. So I hope that they continue to be a bit more of a humane government rather than return to be a conservative type of government. And in Japan, if people are going to work, presumably the government hasn't had to step in and provide a sort of job keeper or anything like that. Oh, they've stepped in. They've said that they're going to provide 100,000 yen to every Japanese person, including children. And that's how much in um, Australian dollars? 1,500 Australian dollars, roughly. Okay, so that's about seven, eight hundred pounds, British pounds, something like that. Yeah, my wife would be entitled to it because she's Japanese. My two kids have got Japanese passports, so they'll be entitled to it. So our little household will get 300,000 Japanese yen at some stage. But they first talked about this a month or even more ago, and, and so far nothing has happened. And they certainly aren't doing anything in terms of, you know, increased unemployment benefits. I mean, over here, working from home is just not a done thing. So they're not even doing, the government's not even really encouraging more people to work from home. So very, very different indeed. That's quite interesting, actually. I mean, as it is, I think there's about 15 or 16,000, you know, reported cases of coronavirus over here. And for a population of, I think, about 120 million, it's pretty good. It is, exactly. And it hasn't been growing at an alarming rate. No, there was a little probably two or three week period where it was, you know, they were a bit concerned with the direction it was heading, but that seems to have settled down now. That's quite good now that Australia's opening up to know that you have life there fairly similar to normal and yet things aren't getting out of control. So we've got to hope that maybe we can do something similar here. Yes. Like I said, Japanese are quite different with their greeting of each other and with, you know, everyone wearing masks and I know the general hygiene standards. Things like that, the Japanese are a bit, I guess, by nature, that lessens the risk of coronavirus probably just naturally anyway. Okay. Well, what is the last song that you've chosen then and why? Last song is by a Melbourne band called the Eddie Current Suppression Ring and the song is called Insufficient Funds. And I, I, I mean, I just love this song, but I was at a 50th couple of weeks before leaving Australia and it was one of those parties where you were asked to select a song and I, this is one of the songs mm. I selected. Besides the fact that I love the song, it reminds me of a great thing I did just before leaving Melbourne and catching up with friends. And I've got to ask, where does the band name come from? Do you know? I don't remember is what I should say. I did. I have looked it up in the past, but I can't exactly remember. But they actually call themselves War Peace and the guitarist who's the main force behind the band calls himself Eddie Current and the singer calls himself Brendan Suppression. Okay. Oh, classic. Okay, here we go then. Thanks for speaking to us today, Cal. That's a pleasure, Ingrid. Thanks for that great insight into life in Japan, Cal. See you next time on Quarantunes.